Okay, it's here. You know the malls were open till 11 o'clock last night? Were any of you there? I can't believe it. Hopefully by now all your shopping is done. If not, forget it. It's too late. But let me ask you, who was the hardest person on your Christmas list to shop for? Who's that one person that you just don't know what to give him or her? It's my bet that they're probably the person that has everything. It seems like those that are hardest to shop for, they already got all the gifts and the gadgets and the stuff, and, and they either buy them themselves or they somehow acquire them. Usually the hardest person to shop for is the one who has everything. Let me ask you, who is the one that has it all? Is there someone's name that came to your mind? But truly there is one who does have it all, and it's God. And the question I want to ask you this evening is this. What would God want for Christmas? If God had a a wish list or just one wish that he wanted for Christmas, what would it be? The one who truly has all things. He's probably like my dad. You know he'd get it. Because my dad never, ever was disappointed in what he got for Christmas. He always got what he wanted because he got it himself. (laughs) Every year there would be the presents on the tree, the ones that we would give him. And after he opened ours, the the statement he would always say after he opened any present from anybody else was this. Did you keep the receipt? This a warm response, you know, might be the wrong side. But for his presence that he really loved, they were to Bill from Bill. And he knew that he would never be disappointed in what he had. Every year it never failed because he bought it himself. But what about God? What would he want for Christmas and how would he obtain it for himself? I think we might be surprised with the answer. But truthfully, wouldn't it be awesome if there was one unique gift... Unique in such a way that we knew that if we gave it, not everybody else would. But unique gift that was perfect for everyone. I mean, really, everyone on your list, this one unique gift, no matter what their age was, it was age appropriate. No matter what their size or shape, it was appropriate. No matter what their culture, no matter what their socioeconomic stand situation, one gift that is perfect for everyone. There is. And we got to make sure that we don't leave here tonight without unwrapping that gift. I'm going to read the Christmas story. Uh, It's Luke 2, out of Luke 2, uh, verses 1 through 20. If you brought your Bibles, you can follow along. If not, the word should be here on the screen behind me. And then we're going to go back and we're going to look at Titus. We're going to look at what Paul talks about uh, in this Christmas season. But let's be mindful that this is God's word. It might be a Christmas story we've heard over and over and over again. But may God give us ears to hear it, maybe even for the first time, with great wonder, great awe, great joy, and great love. Let us read together. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. 
And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling cloth and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And then the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone all around them, and they were filled with fear. And the angel said to them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling cloths and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angels and a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those whom with he is well pleased. When the angels went away from them into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger and went and saw it. And they, they made known the saying that had been told to them concerning the child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God from all, for all that they have heard and seen as it has been told to them. Titus 2. Verses 11 through 14. For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people, training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions, and to live self-controlled, upright, and godly lives in this present age, waiting for our blessed hope, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify himself a people for his own possession, who are zealous for good works. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the most incredible reason to celebrate, that unto us a son has been given. Unto us a Savior has been born. Father, I pray that your spirit would speak powerfully tonight into each one of our hearts. Those that have heard and known and loved and cherished this story for years and years and years. And for those who maybe have heard this story but never really understood the true meaning of this story, would your spirit come and to speak into each one of our hearts. And Father, I pray that you'd be pleased to speak through a broken sinner. And Father, I thank you for the incredible privilege you've given me to sit and stand here before your people. But God, oh, how I need you to forgive my sins. And God, open up our ears to hear from you. God, the things that are said that are true, that contain the good news of Jesus, may they lead us to great joy. And Father, the things that are said that are merely my opinion, may they quickly fall away and be forgotten. Father, we pray that you and you alone receive glory, and we tonight receive great joy. And it's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. The one gift, the one gift that is good for everyone. Jesus. Luke 2.10 says this. Amazing words. Again, you've heard these words. You've heard them this Advent season. We just read them. I promise you, you're probably like me. You probably fly right over them most times. Let's hear them again. Let's let them settle. 
An angel of the Lord came to them and said this, Fear not, for behold, I bring to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. What really stunned me is I looked again at this verse as this, What in the world could be good news of great joy for all people? Because usually great news that produces, uh, good news that produces great joy is for certain people. You know this, if the Republicans are really happy with some good news, the Democrats probably are not. If the Gators are really, really excited about good news, the Seminoles are probably not. What in the world can produce great joy for all people? What could be good news for all, for Jew, for Gentile, for each and every one of you sitting here today? What in the world news could be that good for all of us. Well, it's find, found in Titus 2. Titus 2.11 says this, For the grace of God has appeared, bringing salvation for all people. That's the news of Christmas. The news is it's for everybody. Whoever you are, whatever your relationship with God is this evening, wherever He has been in your life, whatever your record says of your life, whatever the past story includes, whatever frailties, whatever sinfulness, there's good news of great joy for all of us because God has appeared bringing salvation for all people. God's gift of salvation is Jesus. That's what we're celebrating, the Son of God. And He has appeared for all people. And it fits us all. One size fits all. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done. I don't know about you, but if I get a present tomorrow and it's a one size fits all, I'm not going to be happy. Because whoever made one size fits all, it never had me in mind. I guarantee you it will not fit. I've tried. And then I feel like a loser. Somehow I don't fit the one size that fits all. Is it really true? I want to write a nasty note saying your one size didn't fit me. Say one size fits most. But I guarantee you it ain't fitting me. But Jesus is the only Savior for all people. Christmas is a celebration that he didn't just come for Jew. He came for Jew, Gentile, for every tongue, every tribe, every nation. Salvation is offered to all people. That includes you. That is good news that should produce great joy. Jesus is the only one that fits us all. We all have different likes, different tastes, different wants. Uh, We all are completely different personalities, but Jesus is the only one that added to our life perfectly fits. That's good news of great joy. He fits you. He's come for you. He's come to give you life. He's come to rescue you. You are a part of the story. The good news of great joy is for all people. Amen? The great news is also this, is this one gift is usable every day. This one gift of Jesus is usable every day. One of my favorite gifts growing up, the gift I'll always remember getting, um, it was a O'Brien competitor water ski. And the way that my dad and my mom gave it to me, it was a little bit like the Christmas story. They had it hidden behind. It wasn't under the Christmas tree and all the presents were done. Remember Ralphie getting the Red Rider BB gun? Well, I was kind of like Ralphie. I was so excited. All of a sudden, this present appeared. 
It was an awesome present. I guarantee you, I was the only kid in New Hartford, New York, on that snowy morning that got a water ski. (laughs) And it was an awesome present. But you know, I had to wait for the lake to thaw. It wasn't good for every day. It was a Christmas present that I could only use sometime during the summers in upstate New York from July 1st to about the 30th. (laughs) You know, many of us see Christmas as a gift that was given a long time ago that really isn't very useful until the ice thaws in our life and we're ready to, to go home. But is it really useful day to day? This gift of Christmas, this gift of Jesus is useful every day. Listen to what Titus 2, 12 says this. Jesus has come training us to renounce ungodliness and worldly passions and to live self-controlled, upright and godly lives in this present age. Did you get it? I mean, Jesus isn't a story that's so long ago of a gift so far away that we have a hard time relating that may come into some value when our heart stops beating. He says this gift of salvation has appeared, bringing salvation to all men, but gives us hope to live our lives and tells us how to live our lives each and every day. This is a gift that should be wrapped, unwrapped every day of the year. This is a gift that we have that truly gives us hope every day. It's not only that, it's the one gift that holds its value. The only gift that truly holds its value is Jesus. Most of the gifts that you will be given tomorrow will be either broken, lost, obsolete, or forgotten about by next year. But Jesus is that one gift that will never lose its value. As a matter of fact, the value gets better and better. Listen to what Titus 2.13 says. Waiting in this Lord Jesus Christ, waiting for our blessed hope, this great gift that we can unwrap tonight, the gift of salvation, the gift of God loving us and us being a part of his family. This gift comes with even more because we wait for an even greater hope, the appearing of the glory of God again, the appearing of the glory of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ. He's coming back. He's coming back again. And when he does, we're going to see him face to face. Emmanuel, God will really be with us. And not only that, we're going to be like him. When he appears again in glory, we will be like him. And this one gift of Jesus holds its value. It holds its value from now into eternity. Do you have this gift? This one gift, if Jesus was going to give himself one gift, what would it be? If God were to give himself one gift, what would it be? It's amazing. Look at the answer in Titus 2.14. It's this Jesus, this Lord who gave himself up for us to redeem us from all lawlessness and to purify for himself. Listen, he gave himself up for us to purify for himself a people of his own possession who are zealous for good works. Christmas is the unbelievable story of God becoming flesh. And this Jesus unwrapping himself of all but love to wrap up us in his love and identity. Jesus gave himself to us as the greatest present to purify us for himself. What's God's Christmas present? We are. What is God's joy this Christmas? We are. We are his joy. We are his present. What would God want for Christmas? You. 
in me. And he would spend anything, the most precious gift, to get it. His own son's blood. Isn't that an amazing truth about God? What do you get the one who has given, who has everything? Yourself. That's the Christmas story. Jesus has come to give the gift of himself to us so that we could be his gift to the Father. Oh, what incredible joy. Do you know that gift? The one gift that truly blesses both the recipient and the giver. This is truly the good news of great joy for all people. The grace of God has appeared. He has brought salvation through his life, through his death, through his resurrection for all people. And Jesus is his name. Have you unwrapped that gift? Do you know the joy of knowing Jesus? Let us pray. And Father, we thank you. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you that you have given us the greatest gift that could ever be given. The gift of your son, Jesus Christ. The perfect gift for everyone. It fits everyone. It's needed by everyone. And Father, we thank you that this Christmas celebration, we can celebrate the reality that Jesus has come. And this gift is useful today. It gives us hope for tomorrow. It gives us meaning to our lives. It gives us the ability to not just understand Christmas, but to understand this whole world. Father, I thank you that you who have it all would love sinners like us so much that you would give us such a great gift of your son. And Jesus, thank you for coming and purchasing us and redeeming us and purifying us so that we can be your people, so that we can be your joy, so that we, your people, can be your gift. And Father, we want to respond to this great gift by giving to you our tithes and offerings. We acknowledge that you own it all. And Father, we're not going to give you anything to try to earn your love. You've already loved us perfectly in Christ Jesus. So Father, as an act of obedience and a response to the love you've given to us, we ask that you would receive these gifts, these tithes and offerings, and use them to advance your kingdom. We pray this in Christ's powerful name. Amen.